Hi there, my friends. You're listening to Robert Miller. Follow your dreams. It's a pleasure to be with you. And this is Peter Yarrow of Peter, Paul, and Mary. Puff the Magic Dragon. You heard it right. Everyone has a dream. Robert Miller is a musician who had a dream to become a rock star. He followed his dream and he succeeded. If you're ready to pursue and succeed at your dream, then listen up and get inspired and motivated to take action today. Welcome to the Follow Your Dream podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of the Follow Your Dream podcast. I'm Robert Miller, your host. This is the first Follow Your Dream concert series featuring Richie Furey, the country rock superstar formerly with Buffalo Springfield, Poco, and the Souther Hillman Furey Band. Richie was instrumental in creating the genre of country rock. He previously was a guest on this podcast, and I invited him back to inaugurate the Follow Your Dream concert series, something I hope to continue to do with other guests. Richie's going to do an unplugged concert playing five songs that were among his greatest hits. You're in for a real treat, believe me. And as you know, in each episode, I like to feature a song of mine underneath the introduction and at the end, and I always try to make it relevant somehow to my guest. And in this instance, I have chosen the song My Love from my new album, Bobby M. and the Paisley Parade. It's a country rock love song that I feel goes perfectly well with the king of country rock. Sir Richie Furey, welcome again to the Follow Your Dream podcast, baby. Robert, I'm just surprised that you'd have me back again, man. How nice to be here with you. <laughs> and I was thrilled to have you back. You know, as we were saying before we started this thing, one of the great things about podcasts is that there's no rules. There's nobody looking over our shoulder. There's no FCC. There's no corporate interests. So we can kind of do whatever we want. And, you know, as a jazz musician, I love improvisation. So this is the essence of improvisation to have a great artist like you on the show. And we just kind of rock and roll together. Sweet, man. It's awesome. All right. So we're going to do a little concert here. And I'm going to announce the song. You'll play it. We'll talk a little bit about that song afterwards. How's that? All right. That sounds like a sounds like a deal. So there is a plan. <laughs> there is a plan. The first one that Richie's going to play is Sit Down, I Think I Love You from Buffalo Springfield's first album. And it's a song that I always love. So take it away, Richie Fure. Thanks, man. Someone to 
version <laughs> that was richie fure playing sit down i think i love you one of my favorite songs from that first buffalo springfield album tell me a little bit about your recollections of that album because it was so iconic in the history of rock you know it's a real special song in so many different ways because we um steven and i were living in this little apartment on fountain boulevard in uh, los angeles when he called me out to come up to be a part of the band of which there wasn't a band when I got there. It was just me and him. But um, And so we started learning all of these songs that he had written that ended up on the first Buffalo Springfield record. And um, it, it was so cool because at first it was like, uh-oh, there's no band here. What have I done? I've quit my job. I'm going all the way to Los Angeles and, and all. But you know what? The, it was so valuable because Stephen and I learned how to, to sing together, phrase together, harmonize together. And this was one of the songs that we actually did in unison, unison kind of like a Lennon and McCartney thing. And then we'd break into some harmony. But um, on stage, it became a real popular song and, and for me because I got a chance to uh, sing it to the to the lady that would become my wife of 56 years as she would stand in the front row and I'd just say, sit down, I think I love you. And so it was kind of, it's kind of got a little cool history for me. I couldn't have planned that any better, could you? No, <laughs> not, not at all. Fantastic. Well, as I said, I love that first album and uh, everything that Buffalo Springfield did. It was just a remarkable band when you guys were together. All right, the next one, we're going to shift to that third super group that you were part of. This is the Souther Hillman Fure Band and a song called Fallen in Love. Ooh, if we can get through this one. <laughs> Here I go again, it's all right. Moments grown to brighten the night. I've been looking there, seeing the light. It's sure shining bright. I want to believe it, it'd be free. Nothing to love. 
like that fade on that one cool and you got that you still got that falsetto voice don't you uh oh yeah today uh, well it, it, it works every once in a while you know we'll, we'll play some some sets um and we'll go through um you know i play for a couple hours sometimes when we're out there for a 79 year old guy like me it gets kind of tough and so that falsetto kind of drifts onto the second or third night you know in a row but listen i wish everybody could see you because you don't look like a 79 year old you look like a 59 year old maybe oh, a 49 year old uh-oh you must not have the screen up robert <laughs> <laughs> that again was richie fure singing fallen in love tell us a little bit about the south of hillman fure band tell us how you got into that one you know what a special band will I I I'd gotten frustrated with the success and and you know after a while you know when you get started it's like all about the music then all of a sudden this other little element comes in which is kind of nasty you know and 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 I was seeing some of my friends go off to rock and roll success and I thought well what about me you know and and it just seemed to me that at the time the Poco was not going to have you know that hit that launched them into the next uh, up up into the next level. And so I got together and called David Geffen and I said, hey, listen, you know, you got any ideas? And he said, well, I know Chris Hillman's looking for something to do and got this songwriter over here, J.D. South, or maybe we just put you together and, and we'll do another super group, you know, like Crosby, Stills and Nash. And I'm thinking, really? That's all there is to it? I've been working at this for six years, you know? So anyway, Chris and J.D. and I got together and uh, then we had to form the band. 
And of course, uh, Al Perkins became part of the band. Paul Harris became part of the band and uh, Jimmy Gordon. And, uh, you know, our heart just breaks over his life story, you know, which has really been sad. And Jimmy just passed away a couple of weeks ago, I think. And that is sad. But it was a it was a fun band to play with and make music with. But, you know, there was a lot of things, Robert, going on in my life at the time that I just couldn't seem to dive into it because my wife and I that I that, you know, I just told you a while ago, we've been married for 56 years now. And, um, you know, we were on the verge of breaking up. We tried to divorce twice. And, you know, so it was it was kind of like a tough time in my life. But it was fun to play with those guys. And I'll it'll always cherish the moment for sure. Well, you made some great music together. Every group that you've been with has made great music. And we're going to go to that third one that you played with, Poco, which was, again, one of my favorite bands out there. This was after you were with Buffalo Springfield. You had Jim Messina in the band with you. And the song that you're probably most known for, I think you sang it during that era as well as with Buffalo Springfield. And I'm talking about Kind Woman. Yeah. Yeah. I got a good reason for loving you. It's an old-fashioned sight. I kind of get to feeling like you know when Fell in love the first time. Please say 
Yeah, baby, you still got it. That's Richie Fure singing Kind Woman. That's such a great song, Richie. Tell us a little bit about writing that song. You know, I I I, I don't remember how it was when I when I wrote it. I know that I wrote it out of time. There's like this way I just played it. Everything is in three, four, and six, however you want to count it. Because I finally got to, I mean, I got to put this in time somehow. But um, so I wrote it out of time. And I don't know why some of the guys in, in either in, well, it wasn't in necessarily in the Springfield, but certainly when I brought it over to Poco, hey, why don't we just play this in time? You know, and nobody said, they just, okay, this is the way the song goes, you know? And so, uh, but, you know, it was just one of those songs, you know, that uh, I, it is probably the most, um, you know, well-known song that, that uh, you know, I'm known for, if I'm known for any songs. And, um, you know, it's just about my wife, you know, and the love that, uh, you know, that, that I had just reflecting and seeing her. And, and, you know, but this was all written probably before we got married. And uh, just, uh, you know, she just really... She just really had that magnetic pull on me, man. And it's like, I got to I gotta meet this girl. I got to get to know her and uh, see where it goes from there. And here we are, 56 years later. <laughs> and, you know, to do it as just your voice and the guitar, it, it works perfectly. You didn't need a big orchestration for this. And you didn't have a big orchestration for this when you recorded it. Yeah. Yeah, these are definitely the living room, uh, <laughs> the living room renditions of these songs, man. <laughs> well. It's, it's a great living room that we're sitting in, for sure. Hi, everybody. This is Robert Miller, your host. It's finally spring here in the United States. So I'm playing my song, Spring Dance, underneath this message. Spring is a time for renewal and growth, and I've just begun the third year of this podcast. It's been quite a ride so far. Over 170 episodes, more than 800,000 downloads, ranked in the top 1% of all podcasts, with listeners in 200 countries. My guests have included famous musicians, actors, directors, broadcasters, corporate CEOs, and others. My goal with each is to have fun and entertain you, the audience. And of course, to inspire you to follow and succeed at your dream. As a professional musician with a dozen highly acclaimed albums and millions of video views and streams, I infuse my music into each episode. And the podcast has allowed me to introduce my music to a worldwide audience. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the podcast so you get each episode when it airs. And also, please sign up for our weekly emails, which keep you up to date on everything. The links are in the show notes to each episode. And also, please check out our website at followyourdreampodcast.com. I want to thank you all for listening and keep on rocking.
All right, I want to do another one here with you that is another one of your iconic songs. I mean, something that you're just known for. And I'm talking about Picking Up the Pieces, which you did with Poco. Always love that one. Want to do that one for us now? Yeah, man, let's give it a shot, see where we're at here. All right, there you go. Well, there's just a little bit of magic in the country music we're singing. So let's Bringing you back down home where the folks are happy. Sitting, picking, and a grinning. Richie Fure and picking up the pieces. You know, I'm listening to you. I'm swaying back and forth. I got my microphone off. I'm singing the harmony part. The only thing I wish I could have done was play along with you on the bass. But unfortunately, you can't do that stuff on Zoom. But what a fun tune that is, really. It is. You know, it came to me as, as Buffalo Springfield, obviously, was was breaking up. And, and um, you know, I said I'd stay in the Springfield as long as Stephen was there. When he called it quits, you know, I was on my way. And so Jimmy and I, who Jimmy Messina was the last bass player, are just starting up another another band. And so, you know, it's like, let's just pick up the pieces and move on from where we're going. But we wanted to do this country idea. We we Our, our whole thought was to, to cross over 
California rock and roll with California country music. And so that's where it all got started. You know, it's so strange when you listen to it now and you say, gee, you you started this genre and you say to yourself, why didn't it happen before? You know, but it, it thank goodness you were there and you put it together. You know, it's interesting, Robert, because I mean, the music that actually we were doing, if you look back on it, 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 it was more like the rockabilly, you know, that we when we started uh, with, you know, like Gene Pin Vincent and Carl Perkins and and uh, Buddy Holly. And, you know, I mean, Ricky Nelson, obviously, as I think we spoke before, he had a big influence on me. But I mean, it was those kind of, of bands that that so it wasn't really new, but we just refreshed it a little bit and brought it up, um, brought it up to date. Yeah. Well, you did more than just refresh it. I, I mean, I want to give you the accolades that you deserve. You made it into a genre that, and look, let, as I said to you the last time that we did this, there wouldn't have been so many bands probably, or they could maybe not the bands that we've all come to love, like the Eagles and Linda Ronstadt and just all these country rock artists that Jackson Brown, that, you know, they, they fit into that same lane that you guys created. So, you know, kudos to you. And I thank you very much for that, because sometimes I feel like, uh, you know, uh, I feel like Poco does get overlooked. I feel like, you know, I'm not looking for any accolade myself. But you know what? I mean, we did. We started a genre of music that became some of the most popular, uh, you know, current rock and roll or that was, you know, the Eagles obviously taking it to the limit. <laughs> Speaking of one of my bass players, you know, I I I gave the Eagles their bass players. <laughs> the only mistake you made is you didn't copyright it, okay? So you would have had royalties from everybody else. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, doggone it! <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's one of those things when you're a pioneer, man. You just have to say, "Hey, I know what we did," and just let it go at that. And it was really nice, you know, that Nashville really came through um, here just recently and, and opened up a nice display down there called Western Edge, which acknowledges the influence that we had on, you know, the rock and roll country music and then bringing Nashville along, you know? So, I mean, they it's a nice display down there for people to go see at the, at the Country Music uh, Hall of Fame and Museum. Oh, isn't that sweet? Nice to know that somebody else is out there remembering you. Lovely. Just to all right, let's do one more song. We've got a couple that's on the list here. You want to pick another one to do and tell me which one you want to pick. We got Someday, Wake Up My Soul, Overflow. Which one would you like to do? You know, um, let's just let's try Someday. That was one of my uh, uh, solo songs, and and uh, I'll tell you the story about it in a few minutes. But, you know, it's a little bit different. Again, you know, people kind of put me in that genre of being just country and country rock. But this this song is not a country song, you know. So let's see where it goes, okay? Exactly when I will see 
Yeah, Richie Furey singing Someday. You know, as I'm listening to that song, I'm saying this kind of encapsulates my feelings about your work because it's a personal song and you're, you're looking back. It's a retrospective because what was interesting to me about that is you had another life after rock and roll, which we haven't spoken about on this episode, but we did speak about the last time. Tell everybody about that. Well, you know, uh, I think you're obviously talking about the fact that I came to know Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. And uh, I pastored a church for uh, 35 years here in, in Colorado. And, um, you know, it, it, it is a little story that like, where did this come from? You know, had somebody told me I was going to, number one, be a Christian. Number two, you know, I was going to be a pastor of a church. I looked at him and said, you're crazier than I'll get out. But um, hey, things happen, man. And I kind of like the way they flow. You know, things are working good. <laughs> the combination of rock star and pastor, you got to be the only one that's got that combo. Well, we got that documentary that's coming out too next year, you know, that David Stone and Denny Klein been working on. And uh, so we're going to get to tell the whole little story in that. And it's going to be, it's going to be a fun little episode too. Tell us about that. You mentioned it the last time, but it's probably much further along now. It is. We, we've really got the, the, um, the, the interview that we really needed to get, and, and we waited like over a year to get to it, was with Stephen and Neil and myself. We finally got to that about three months ago. And uh, so the three of us got together and talked. Stephen and I had done one previously. Cameron Crowe has been doing the, uh, you know, the narration and, and the interviews uh, with us. But um, it is, it, it's, it's getting done. All of the interviews are, are pretty much done now. They've been working on this, obviously had a lot of downtime with COVID and all of that, but it's coming out. And uh, I'm excited that, um, you know, uh, Denny has really, he's shown that, man, there's just something here in your story that we need to tell. And so the only thing about documentaries is lots of times when they're done, the person that they're about isn't around anymore. I want to be around to see this one. <laughs> well, time to get this thing out already, will you please? That's right, man. We've been waiting long enough, man. <laughs> well, you know, and also when it comes out, I would love to have the director come on and we'll do another episode. I've done a couple of documentary-based shows. The last one was The Wrecking Crew. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Benny Tedesco's movie about that great set of uh, musicians out in L.A. during the 60s and onwards that basically played on everything. But not on your records, because you guys knew how to play. Well, you know what? We were one of the first bands in L.A. that actually did play all of the stuff on our own records, you know. Now, and I don't know if that was a good thing in the beginning or a bad thing. And I got my shirt on here. You can't see it today, but it says it's the Gold Star it's the Gold Star Recording Studio. <laughs> That's where we did it. That was the place. That's where everybody did it, baby. Yep, Absolutely. All right. Listen, we have had a wonderful experience here listening to the music and the voice and the playing of Richie Furey. Richie, I want to thank you so much for being on this podcast again. This was just an awesome experience. Thank you, Robert. I really appreciate you having me back, man, and love to love to see you down the road, man, someday down the road. Thanks so much. And thank you all for listening, and we will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Follow Your Dream podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast so you don't miss another inspiring episode. You can connect with Robert at robert at followyourdreampodcast.com. And you can hear more from his band at projectgrandslam.com and at thepgsstore.com. Thank you.
warmth of your heart so many goodbyes. Your laugh, your cry, your spirit, your soul. I see it all in color so bold. The stars that shine up above. I love you. 